0: when's the last time you woke up excited about your job i'm guessing there's some of you listening that are really struggling right now to be fired up about the opportunity you have to go and add value to the world maybe you even find yourself going through the motions welcome to chasing greatness i'm i'm here this week to try to help you rethink your work and i think there's some some really some things that we can do not only going to help us we're going to help the people on your team last week we we talked about recruiting people and, and equipping people and helping them grow. And how do you select people? How do you find top talent? Some of those questions. If you missed any of those episodes, go check those out. They, they were that, that was a fun conversation. I had several people talk to me about how helpful it was with with some of the things they're thinking about. We've have had this conversation. I've actually been on the road a lot the last couple of weeks. Been all over the place. Uh, up to the northeast a couple of times and. And, uh, I'm actually on my way to Canada today to Toronto. I was out in LA last week in Seattle and, and, and even in New York, it, it's been, so it's been a, it's a, with a stop in Ohio and Florida in Orlando a couple of days. So it's, it's been, I've been everywhere the last couple of weeks and I've been talking to leaders about growing their talent and it's been a pretty fascinating conversation. So many people are, are really struggling with this and, and it reminded me of a, of a conversation that dan webster and i had years ago i said conversation it's something that we wrote about years ago in our in our finding your way uh the book we did to, to help people think through what they're born to do i think that's one of the things that keeps us engaged and i've been thinking a lot about this this new statistic i mentioned it last week but i just ran across the latest number that 83 percent of people are disengaged at work are you kidding me i mean 17 percent of people coming in every day um Really caring about what the leader cares about—that—that just—that's staggering to me when I think about it. Four out of every five—that sounds like something a dentist would say. It's a dentine commercial or something. It's—can you imagine trying to do something great if four out of every five of your people don't really care? And if you're one of the people who—who who you're not leaned in, you're not engaged. Maybe there's a reason why it could be about your strengths. So I want to talk about that today, just a second, and—and and I want us to think about this. And, and I got a few things here that I think will help us really lock in and, and be engaged, be excited about our work. We can wake up today, tomorrow actually, maybe today we need to have this conversation first, but tomorrow we can wake up and we can actually have a plan to get where we want to go over the, <clears throat> the next few months as it goes. So I think one of the ways that we can create um, engagement in our organization is to is to create shared ownership. What I mean by that is I think every, every person needs to own something, everything in your business, everything in your organization, everything on your team needs to be owned. But I think everybody needs to own something and you don't need to own it all. It's, it's, it's so powerful if we begin to let other people have ownership of some things. And what I found is that they're able to take it to another level, do things that we can't do. Well, as I, as I begin to think about this concept of sharing ownership, it, it, one of the best things you can do is to leverage the strengths of your people. Every single person is great at something, and every single person has some things that they're not so great at. And if you can get people uh, aligned before you assign them, and you want to align before you assign, align them in, into their sweet spot before you assign them a task. Sometimes we just have an open position. We're looking for a warm body if we can find somebody. And yet that happens to us as well. You may have been in your business for a long time. You've been in your t- on your team for a while. Maybe you're leading that. You're the first one there. You're good at some of the stuff that you used to do, and yet you find yourself still doing that. And truthfully, it's not the highest and best use of your time, or maybe it doesn't even energize you like it maybe once did. So I think about leveraging strengths. There's three questions I want you to think about today. And let's start with you, and and then we want to be able to answer this for the people around us as well. But the first question is, where's the effectiveness? What is it that you're actually good at doing? There's a good chance, if you're good at it, that it, that it could be one of your strengths. Now, there, there's the possibility that you're good at it, you're effective at it, but it's actually not one of your strengths. It, but, and, and how do we know that? There's a second question. Where's the energy? When you think about doing it, does it put energy into you, whatever it is you, you got going on, that, that you're there's effectiveness, but there's also energy. It's not enough just to be effective. We, w- there's some things that you're you're probably pretty good at doing, they don't energize you. There, there, there may be some things that you're doing that you're even good at that are draining you. And I think you ought to ask yourself that question today, where is the effectiveness? Yes. But where's the energy? What, what is it that puts life into you? What is it that you're kind of neutral on? And what is it that, that drains you? So one of the things I really enjoy doing, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the ways that we, you know, make contribution, but but I love speaking to groups. I love doing keynotes. I love doing workshops. I love getting with a group of people and I'm passionate about helping them make their business better. I love it when they move their revenue and, and, and their people get better and they attract talent and we give them a process to help them with execution, engagement, all those things that we do. It's so fun to do that. I love that. That puts energy into me. When I, when I see people making progress, uh, that fires me up, but here's one of the things that when I, when I think about part of my job that it's, that's not necessarily energizing to me, uh, it's travel. So when I think about travel, I would say that one for me is, is neutral. It's, it's not, it doesn't drain me when I travel. I'm, i actually have a, a good sense of direction when I'm hanging out with people. They're, they're asking me sometimes like, which way do we go? You know, my, my family, that's like, that's one of the things that I I'm okay with. I, I know my way around airports. I've been in most of them. I, you know, I'm comfortable with it. I don't get real stressed when I travel. It's just, you know, there's things I can't control, but I, I'm. I, I kind of go with the flow. I'm. I'm neutral on that. When you begin to think about your, your role, your leadership, what is it that you're you're neutral on? Now, if, now, if travel drained me, that would be a problem because I do I do a fair amount of travel. And and if and if I was having a hard time, you know, I, I was having to manufacture energy to to get on an airplane all the time. That would that would be it doesn't mean I wouldn't still want to do my job, but I would have to find some other ways to fill my tank if it was really draining for travel. There are some things that really drain me. I want you to think about the things in your life when you when you think about the energy level, what is it that puts energy into you? If it's an area of your effectiveness and it energizes you, that's a really great thing. If if it's neutral, that's okay. You can you can have some neutral, but if if you're good at something and it drains you, you might want to rethink what you're doing. I don't I don't know that you can sustain that long-term. So I just want to challenge you to think about that today. If you're not excited, it could be because you're doing some things that don't put energy into you. You may need to make a little switch there. And then the third question is where's the encouragement? Like if you're good at it and it's energizing, the people around you ought to be affirming that. They ought to be encouraging you know, what you're doing. So I, I, I love that you're doing that. I appreciate what you're doing. It adds such value. You're getting some affirmation from the people around you. So when you when you're – again, let's go back. When we're t- thinking about shared ownership and we're trying to leverage the strengths of the people on our team, these are the same three questions you ought to be asking for them. Where's the effectiveness? What, you know, What's John good at? What's Mary do well? Uh, have the conversation with John. Does this actually energize you? Because it looks like it does. It looks like you're fantastic. And you may find out, no, he's just been doing it a long time too. He's experienced, but he's actually... On the verge of burnout. If you'll have that conversation, you'll actually know. You need to know how your people are feeling about the work they're doing, and then are they being affirmed and encouraged by their teammates and and their and your customers and and you, are the reviews good? You know, when you think about it, those three questions: where's the effectiveness, where's the energy, where's the encouragement? They're great for you to ask yourself if you're struggling to stay engaged, and they're fantastic for you to be thinking through with every single person who reports to you. And, and all the people that report to them, you, you need to be teaching this through your organization. If you can get your people in their sweet spot, living in their strengths, they're going to be much more effective. They're going to be much more engaged. And and when your people are engaged, it it's going to be a huge competitive advantage because four out of every five people and your competitor, they're disengaged. We can change it. We we, we get to decide how, how engaged we want our people to be. Often it goes back to leadership. If we'll We'll do what we're supposed to do. We can really, we can really change the game there. So I hope you'll give some thought to that. I hope you'll, more than anything, I hope you'll, you'll get locked in yourself in those areas that bring life to you and where you're, you're good, where you're, you're feeling some affirmation. I think your, your work's going to be more effective. And, and truthfully, when you chase greatness, when you do your very best. You'll be helping other people as well. You'll you'll cascade that out to others if you choose to, and I hope you will. I hope you'll cascade this out to others uh, today. You'll just share the content. We're uh, we're excited about about all the downloads we're having, and it's it's so fun. Just in some of those cities I was in this week. Everywhere I would go, actually, there there's people coming up saying, "Hey, I'm listening." I love, one guy said, I love that they're short. (laughs) So I'm like, I love that they're short too. It's great. But he said, I listen every day. It just gives me, you know, a good thing to think about at the beginning of the day. But I like that you do them short. And so we'll keep them short if you'll keep listening. All right. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow for more Chasing Greatness.